0: I'm Kylie, founder of Canal Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down
1: with Coach Monique. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Morgan. I'm excited to be on the show today.
1: Yes, we're excited to have you. So, tell us about the highs and lows of your current season.
2: Yeah, so uh, you know, there's been so many highs. I'll start by saying that Merrimack College announced last fall uh, that we would be going Division One as a as an institution, and so we already had uh, Division One hockey at Merrimack, and now all of the sports are Division One, and we play in the Northeast Conference. So this was our first season as a division one basketball program and we had a great season in division two last year. So we were looking forward to, to going division one and seeing how we would do with, you know, a new set of challenges, but also it was unknown. So uh, right now we stand at 20 and 10 or sorry, um, 20 and nine and uh, we are hoping to make a postseason tournament, but there's uh, some rules around uh, transitioning. So, we are not allowed to play in our conference playoffs for the next four years, and that's definitely a challenge. Oh. Uh, because wow. as student athletes, you know, they love the playoffs and, and March Madness and all of that. So, unfortunately, we're not allowed to compete for a spot in the NCAA tournament, but that's really exclusive even when you are allowed to compete. And so, we are, you know, fighting hard for a spot in another postseason tournament, such as the WNIT or the WBI. And so, we're, we're proud of the product we have right now uh, with 20 wins, and we think that's a strong enough resume to, to get invited to another close-season tournament, so um, we shall see. We'll be finding that out next Monday.
1: Wow. Well, that's exciting, because you yeah. do hear about a lot of schools going D1, and that's awesome how you're working around things, and like it sounds like you're putting in the work, so that's awesome.
2: Yeah, we, we, it's been a great season, and um, it's been really fun seeing the the players really uh, support each other and uh, you know come to practice every day ready to work and, and have high energy And uh, they're just playing fearless and as a coach you know, you have to love that so um, I'm proud of the team and uh, my staff works super hard uh, they do a great job so yeah we're just really excited about where we're at and even more excited for the future.
1: Wow no I'm excited for your team and how long did you say you've been coaching at Merrimack?
2: So this is actually my ninth season, uh, which is wow. crazy because to me, I you know, I just, just started. Um, so the time's really gone by quickly, and I think that's a reflection of, um, you know, it's just been a great experience and uh, a fun ride so far. So uh, you know, I, I want things to slow down in, in moments like these uh, where we're really in the midst of a great season. But, um, yeah, I'm nine years in.
1: Wow, nine years. So, how did you even get to be a coach? Well, I
2: was um, a college student athlete myself and oh. uh, a basketball player, and at university in um, in Pennsylvania. And um, after college, I took a job at Prudential Financial. I was a math and economics uh, double major as an undergrad, and that was kind of the the next step there, working at the Pru and while I was doing that, I drove by this high school every day on my way to work, and I thought, let me pop in there and just see if <laughs> they need any volunteer help with their basketball program. I mean, I'd love to stay involved with a game that I love, and maybe they'll let me hang out at practice and, and help them out sometime. So uh chances are they were looking for uh, a JV coach, and, and they had me on the spot. So it was, it was really cool, and it didn't take me too long to realize that. I was actually really enjoying my, my JV high school coaching job uh, so much, and, and I wanted to make a career out of it. So, from there, I um, started applying to graduate assistant positions like all over the country. Yeah. Just knowing that, okay, almost every head coach out there has a master's degree. I want a master's degree anyhow, um, and I'm going to need it. So, you know, let me stay really open minded, and I'll go anywhere. And um, so I got a graduate assistant position at Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is just an unbelievable town. You know, still one of my favorite places to this day. And um, really, you know, um, introduced me to travel in in the Southwest and the Northwest. You know, our conference spanned, um, you know, all the way up into like Montana and, and Idaho and Washington and Oregon. So it was just a really great way to see that side of the country. And, uh, and that was the beginning of my coaching career. And I bounced a couple places and now here I am at Merrimack and I'm actually from the Northeast. So it's, um, it's, it's kind of like being home. Oh my gosh.
1: I love hearing the stories and seeing how you got where you're at. And so I think that's so fun. I think it's cool that you got to go so many different places too.
2: Yeah, it it has been really, really great. Um, You know, you and I were talking a little bit before and I was saying that, you know, I've driven across the country a few different times. Uh, One time was just for fun after college. uh, A good friend of mine from college and I decided to drive all around the country. We were on the road in our car uh for 33 straight days and the other times that i drove across the country were because of coaching moves and so that's kind of um life of of a coach especially younger in your career and you kind of bounce around a little bit so um yeah coaching has you know brought me to some pretty cool places
1: oh, that is so cool no that sounds like a fun trip 30 something days that's crazy yep
2: yeah, we had a blast
1: what other like um memorable travel experiences have you had
2: well, I, I mentioned um, living uh, um, in Arizona and of course, one of the wonders of the world is right there in the Grand Canyon. And so yes. um, I definitely really, I think, did a great job of making the most of you know, where I was and taking advantage of having the Grand Canyon right there. So a couple of really great trips in the Grand Canyon. Um, I hiked rim to rim one time. So um, my mother-in-law's husband, they were living at the Grand Canyon too, believe it or not, because they're also from the Northeast. So it was really great. And, um, but, uh, he and I drove to the North Rim, which of course, as you know, is in Utah. And, uh, we hiked, uh, so it took us the whole day, but we hiked from the North Rim to the South Rim, uh, where my in-laws were living. And, um, it was an unbelievable experience to, you know, be starting, in Utah, and it was, you know, 28 degrees, and there was some snow on the ground to, you know, several hours later, be down at the Colorado River, you know, peeling layers off, trying to cool down. Um, <laughs> it's just, what what a drastic difference in, in a few hours. So, um, it was beautiful. It was amazing to see the entire canyon that way. And then um, another one of my favorite trips from living out there was hiking Havasupai Falls. Oh, and beautiful. that's, Oh man, really neat experience. Um and, and so that was neat because you start the the top of the hike. You're um you know, you kinda hike, you know, a mile and a half down and then the next eight miles uh are just kind of flat, but you're you're weaving through this this canyon and then you come upon the, the town of Supai, um where a Native American um town is and it's really neat they've got a store and there's a lodge and um a school and it's just really neat there's a a landing pad for a helicopter and then a mile and a half later you're at the falls and so it was um a really unique trip one that I'll always remember
1: oh that is beautiful my my dad always goes and I see the pictures and I'm like wow that is on my bucket list so I think that's so cool that you were able to like do that
2: Yes. Oh, and the hike between, um, you know, the first falls and then I believe the second one is uh, Mooney Falls. You know, you wow. kind of have to uh, go through this this rock tunnel, and then you scale down some, um, you know, iron sort of like a ladder that's kind of bolted into the the rock wall. And so it's a it's a little bit scary too, and and uh, exciting. So it's it's awesome. You know, big reward to get down to that waterfall. <laughs>
1: That sounds so fun. I know. Whenever I see the pictures, I'm like, okay, I have to go there. That is so fun.
2: Love hiking. Yeah, love hiking. Also living in Flagstaff, the San Francisco peaks are right there. So Humphreys Peak is the highest one. And that, so like Flagstaff, for any listeners that aren't familiar, is at 7,200 feet elevation. And then Mount Humphreys is over 13,000 feet. So it's really high up there but it's a really rewarding hike and um it was a really i've done that a few times just from living out there and then out here you know um the appalachian trail runs right through a lot of the the new england states so there's some really great hiking out here as well um definitely i've done some of the presidential peaks here in new hampshire and yeah i love hiking
1: Wow. Okay. I got to add these to my bucket list. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
2: Let me know if you're ever out this way. I'll I'll get you on some good ones.
1: Oh, okay. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, that sounds so fun. What's one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us?
2: Yeah, this is pretty funny. Um, so there's actually a women's national football league, like a professional women's football league. Talking about my first year out of college when I was working at, Credential, and then I was coaching JV basketball. You know, it's a struggle for student athletes that are so used to, you know, playing college sports and having that structure and that competitive environment in their lives to all of a sudden just not have that. And so, um, yeah, I was home from work one day. It was a snow day, which is really rare. The the stock market almost never closes. And so I'm watching Good Morning America. There's an interview happening with this woman who plays on the the local team, the New York Sharks. And I had no idea that there was even a a women's football league. So I just looked it up online and I saw that there were tryouts coming up in a couple of months. And I was like, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, long story short, I uh, played one year of women's professional football on the New York Sharks and I still have all my gear. Like, you know, that was, hold on, let me do the math. 16 years ago getting on set, oh, close to 17 years ago and like I still have all my football gear and there's a part of me that feels like I still might play again sometime but that's um probably going to be pretty challenging to, to actually make happen because just being a division one head coach and <laughs> I've also got two young kids I have a four-year-old and an almost oh. two-year-old so uh you know finding time to to do that would be pretty challenging at this point but um it, it was a great experience, and such a great game, so yeah, not a lot of people know that.
1: okay, that is so cool. I feel like I'm talking to like professional women's football players <laughs> that's so cool,
2: well, you could do it too. What's neat about it was, um, you know, I remember when I was you know meeting my new teammates, like it really went across a spectrum of backgrounds like there were some other former college athletes like myself and then there were lawyers and moms and teachers. And, um, so lots of different backgrounds. So, um, you know, I I actually felt like it was a really cool opportunity for women that just, you know, almost no women have a background in playing football. So, you know, it's, it was kind of an even playing field for a lot of us. And, um, pretty much, you know, I think anybody could, could try out and, um, have a chance at, playing some sort of position on the team. So, yeah, it's a a cool sport for sure.
1: Wow. What in the world? Thank you for sharing that. That is, like, something unique I've never heard. I'm like, wow, I need to look into this (laughs) one. (laughs) Yeah, what
2: are the chances?
1: I know. I've played, like – I've thrown a football with my brothers, but that's about it other than like powder puff in high school. So I'm like, well, thank you for sharing Yeah, that, that. was
2: most of our experience in, in football, which is, you know, the, the powder puff game of high school. So, yeah. Yes,
1: I know. That's like my extent. But <laughs> I think that is so cool. If you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, like what would your advice be for them?
2: Yeah, I think um, that it's really important, you know, to Find find a right fit, Um, and that's like a a term, fit, that us college coaches use a lot. But it's really important because, you know, I learned this from, uh, uh, I was listening to a a speech from a Hall of Fame inductee to the soccer program. This was a couple years ago. and Mm -hmm. She was older, and she was recalling um, that, you know, years ago when she was being recruited to Merrimack that the soccer coach basically said to her, um, you know, I want to make sure that you love Merrimack as a college, not just Merrimack as a soccer team, because mm-hmm. on your worst day of soccer, you know, I want to know that you're still going to be really happy about your choice to be a student here at Merrimack. And I thought that was a, a really great story and a, a good one to use when we talk about fit, because we want, you know, like this year, you know, unfortunately we had a, a couple players on our team that were out with injury. And so for them, they're not getting to have, you know, their best experience on the floor because they're out with an injury. But Mm -hmm. hopefully they're, you know, enjoying being a Merrimack student. And that was the case, you know, both of these student-athletes on my team that were injured, they're also really connected, you know, to Merrimack in other ways via different clubs and organizations that they're a part of. And so um, I think that's really important, um, you know, finding a college that you love for the college itself and then the fit being, you know, a program and a coaching staff that you think Okay, this is a style that's going to accentuate my skill set. And thinking, uh, you know, thinking really um, long about what type of experience are you hoping to have? So, some players want to play just at the highest level they can play at, and maybe that means that they're, you know, not going to play that much, but they're going to be part of this team um, at a really high level. And other players say, "I want to play 35 minutes a game. Like, where can I go and do that?" So. I think it's just important to really think about what your ideal experience is and making sure you find the right level, the right fit for you um, so that hopefully you could just make a college decision one time and, and be really happy where you land and have a great experience. And I think, like we always say, we don't want anybody to ever transfer from our program. So in the recruiting process, you know, we're trying to be really transparent about what the experience would be like and give them a lot of time with our players alone, like without us. Like, hey, go ask them. The real scoop, you know, the player experience. But you know, for us, we really hope to nail it with with our recruits, and we would never want them to come to Merrimack and say, "Oh, this this wasn't how I thought it was going to be." So, we try to be really transparent in the recruiting process, and you know, be honest with a player about the role we see them playing, or you know, what yeah. about their game is appealing to us. And um, it's a lot to think about, you know, when we're recruiting players. We might really love you know this player but then as a staff we have to think about okay do we already have four players in her position as much as we love this player you know there's no way all five of these you know kids in the same position are going to be happy so um you know it's things like that that it's important for players to do their research and just see like okay well if i'm really motivated to play 35 minutes a game like what are the chances of that happening this year or within the next two years and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, doing a lot of research, asking a lot of questions. It's always a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's true. And it's, it, you're only going to be a college athlete for, you know, not too long. So it's smart to make sure you're getting
2: that education too. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that time flies by and um, you know, we definitely want to send all of our players out with a really strong degree so that they're, they're ready for the next step of their lives whenever that is. That's awesome. Well,
1: it sounds like you're a
2: great coach. I'd love to have you as a coach. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, It's really, um, you know, I I take my role as a coach really seriously. You know, I always tell the parents of our players that we spend more time with their kids, you know, between September and May than they do. And that's, that's the honest truth. Right. And and we spend time with with our players sometimes more than we do with our own children during during the season too you know um yeah. everybody's you know making a sacrifice and so i'm like we're going to be a family and you know i'm going to take really good care of your of your kids and <laughs> you know yeah. um we understand how important our role is as their coaching staff like we are those adults in their lives on a on a regular basis during their college career so um yeah it's it's really an important job an important role that we play
1: it is so true coaches have made the biggest impact on my life i'd say that's awesome. yeah that's
2: really neat What's your next adventure? Oh, my goodness. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, there are so many next adventures in my mind. I definitely, like, I love adventure. I I love to travel. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the next imminent one here is um, coming up, going to the, the Women's Basketball Convention. It happens to be in New Orleans, which is a really fun mm-hmm. city, of course. Um, so heading there for that convention. But some other things on the horizon, uh, my older sister, got married in Jamaica, you know, she and her husband did a destination wedding and um, a couple of years later, we followed suit too. Uh, My wife and I got married in Mexico. And so we we were like destination weddings are definitely the way to go, but they're thinking about doing a a reunion uh, for their 10 year anniversary in Jamaica. So, you know, we'd love to see if we could, if we could fit that in there, but I'm, I'm actually hoping too. you know, uh, taking trips with your, with your team abroad uh, is, is a popular thing in college athletics. You know, okay. if you can swing it, obviously there's a lot of fundraising that goes into it and planning. Um, but I, I think we're looking to hopefully take a, a foreign tour with our team. So that's an exciting trip to start thinking about that's on the horizon. And, um, you know, we're hoping to provide that experience to our players once every four, four or five years and, and letting everybody get that experience. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so cool. Do you know where you want to take your team
2: yet? I have an idea of it, but in, in the slim chance that anybody might listen, um, <laughs> I should probably not be too specific, but somewhere in Europe. Oh,
1: <laughs> that would be such a cool trip. Yeah, and I've only been to Europe
2: once myself. Um, I've been to France, and it was awesome, but I, I know there's just so much more to see. And so a lot of times when I think about my next adventure, I think about like, friends and family of mine that are posting pictures from things they've done. And so um, my sister had gone to Greece and hit up a bunch of the the different islands there. And it, it just looks amazing. Awesome. And um, yeah, I've had former players that um, have been to Spain and, and England and Ireland. And so there's just so much to do over there that, um, that I haven't seen yet. And that most of our team, um, they've also not been over there so uh it would be like a new and fun uh, exciting trip for everybody
1: oh that no that would be so fun Europe's so fun and that would be awesome to take your team there yeah because you guys are D1 sure. and-
2: yes it's a pretty popular thing to do um and as a player we never went to Europe but uh we did go to the Bahamas um which was a really cool cool trip and um then as an assistant coach uh I've been with teams that have gone to um, Mexico for some tournaments. So yeah, it's kind of funny because even in my personal life, I think I've done a lot of different destinations in the Caribbean, but um, you know, that's where basketball had taken me previously too. So it's kind of uh, a coincidence there, but yeah, there's so much to see and if, if college athletics can be a vehicle for our players to see some other countries, I think that's really neat.
1: Sports give you so many different opportunities to see the world and grow. I
2: think that's that's right.
1: Well, thank you for like sharing your trips and letting us get a little glimpse into your team. And we're excited to see how, where your team keeps going. And I
2: appreciate that. Thanks for following us uh, the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it ourselves.
0: Thanks for listening to the 35,000 feet podcast where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.akanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.